What's going on, everybody? This is Zach. This is Craig. Voluntarily rolling back again. Um, for the third week in a row, we're on fire. We this we are in unprecedented times where we have consistently put out a show, <laughs> and not only that, but we've been more active on Twitter in the last <laughs> week than we have the entire time we've had the show. Which baby steps, baby steps, slowly, slowly getting there. Um. What do we want to start off with this time, Craig? We are going to talk about the National Basketball Association for two reasons. All-Star Weekend is this weekend. The All-Star Game, I think, is tomorrow night. Um, so halfway point of the season, a good time to take a stop, refresher, figure out where we're going with the NBA. And reason number two is because uh, we finally escaped football season <laughs> We haven't talked about basketball, and our reason every time is because no one cares until the playoffs. And as sad as that sounds, for me it's true. Um, I haven't paid one bit of attention. As as some people may know, most don't, I was a lifelong Lakers fan because of Kobe and the Kobe and Shaq teams and Robert Ory and Rick Fox and Derek Fisher and Eddie Jones and all them. But once LeBron went to the Lakers – I swore off the Lakers and was in search for a new NBA team um, and stuck with the Memphis Grizzlies. And I have not watched one Grizzlies game all year. So, not much of a fan. Um, I will watch the playoffs once the playoffs hit. But as of right now, I'm just not. I'm not interested in it because it's just hard for me to want to sit up on a Wednesday night knowing i got to be at work early in the morning and watch the West Coast game and it's the, it's the Jazz versus the Thunder. Yeah. Like I just, first off, I mean, it sounds cool. Very boring. <laughs> and even, even the All-Star Weekend had so much potential and could be so good yeah. if the right players participated in the events. Yes. I mean, I get the skills challenge and all that, and then they got the Rising Stars game. That's pretty cool. You got USA versus World, and it's all young guys. All that's fun. The All-Star game itself, I don't really care to watch because it's just let's go down and jack up shots and nobody guards us. Yeah. And the dunk contest, I really don't care to watch because the people that's in it are irrelevant as far as basketball goes. I mean, you're not having name brand people in the dunk no. contest anymore. I remember my youth, man. Vince McCarter, Trace McGrady was in it. Shaq would be in it. You know, Dwight Howard would be. This isn't like some scrubs. These are the elite players at the now, time. I'll tell you, if, if there was a dunk contest this year and you had LeBron, um, KD, Paul George, Kawhi. Kawhi in it, then yes. Yeah, I'm all in. I'm tuning in. I'm, yeah, 100%. But to watch Derek Jones, something. I, and then the guy I don't even know, McGonahue or something. Yeah. yeah, Dwight Howard's in it, but this isn't our Dwight Howard from our. This is old, crazy, beat down Dwight Howard. And I just, I just, and Aaron Gordon. And don't get me wrong, Aaron Gordon's a high flyer, and he's fun to watch. But we need a LeBron in the dunk contest. Jordan was Jordan won some dunk contests. Just think about, I mean, back he had dunk you, contests with uh, Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson in them. Doctor J. Um, Dominique Wilkins, like that's the people that needs to be in the dunk contest. And I know those people aren't around anymore, but there are players like them, LeBron. I mean, all we're asking is for name brand talent, not Walmart brand talent. I don't give a crap about. I don't even know who was in it this time. So that that that's the thing. And but we say all that to say we are going to talk a little bit NBA today. Um, Craig, who? I already know the answer to this question, but who who do you think has emerged as the favorites out of both sides? East uh, and West? Lakers. Lakers. It's not even remotely close. I mean, the well, I say that in the West, it's not remotely close. But overall, the Bucks, you know, them Lakers are head to head. But once you get past them two, it's very hard to find a competitor. Maybe the Clippers. Yeah, and that's you know they have. Kawhi and Paul George is a very good duo, but the the Nets would be good if KD was playing, but he's not. Yeah. Um, the Warriors 
would be decent if well, the Warriors would be good if Steph and Clay was playing, but they're not. And I think that the them being down and the NBA ratings being low. I know that was something you mentioned you wanted to talk about. Yes. Um, the reason my I'll give you why I think it's low, and then you can give me why you think it's low. This is the main reason that I think it's down, but it is it has affected it some is the fact that the Warriors aren't good anymore. And yeah, you had to stay up late to watch it to watch them play. But um, if I was up at you know late at night one night and the, seeing the Warriors playing, I'd kind of watch them because Steph might score fifty, Clay might score forty, or Clay might hit seven threes. And I mean, you know, that was kind of yeah, somewhat I mean, exciting. Yeah. But now, I mean, they probably, they're garbage. Yeah. They're complete garbage, which I think shows how thin they were during that championship run. It was Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Yeah, well, and KD, too. Yeah. And, you know, it was very obvious, and we see it now, that with when all those pieces go away, you just have – You really see how, how overrated, in my opinion, Draymond Green is. And I – I'm we I don't think we had, we had said it on this podcast, but I know you had said it, and me and you have talked about it, off air before about how Draymond Green isn't really an elite basketball player. He just benefited from having three elite basketball players on his team. Yeah. Clay Thompson, some people say he's not I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. Oh yeah, this dude's a dead eye from range all, and all day. Steph's obviously a top five NBA player right now and KD's a top five. So you had you had that and then Draymond's there, but one of those three guys, whether it's Steph, Clay, or KD, whichever one's hot that night is getting double teamed, yeah. which is leaving somebody open, and you're not going to leave the other one of them three open. So Draymond was left open a lot, and now without the stars, you see he's just not very good. Plus, how I mean, plus how good was their bench anyway? Sean Livingston. I mean, he can't carry the whole team by himself. No. So, I mean, they they signed D, D'Angelo Russell. For some big money in the offseason, and immediately trade him. I hate to deadline. tell them, but that, that contract was was an anchor around their neck. I was, they needed to get rid, unload that. I hate, I hate it for D'Lo. I just don't think he's just. I don't, he's good, but I I, I just don't. He's got to have he, he's got to have somebody around him, and he didn't there. And let's be real, does he would he have fit in with that team with Steph and Clay back? No, D'Lo's a pick and roll point guard. That team is not a pick and roll team. Yeah. But anyways, that's not again. That's not the big reason. I think you may have the big reason because you you seem to be spot on about it. What do you think? Why are the well, ratings? I think uh, it's a combination of three things, and we'll see it. I think in the summer, the final point. Uh, I think reason one was the Braun movement to the Lakers because. I think ratings overall will get a really good bump based on the fact that previously LeBron would be in the Eastern Conference, so they'd come on, you know, 6, 7 o'clock, and then the game's over, you know, 9.15, 9.30, and then a Western Conference game would come on right afterwards. So ratings were pretty even. But now people aren't tuning in to the Western Conference games because no one cares about the Eastern Conference games. Greek Freak doesn't have the clout yet to compete with LeBron ratings-wise. There's no one in the East who does. Right. Uh... So, no one's watching East Coast games, which means that 9, 30, 10 o'clock on a Tuesday or Wednesday, people are starting to go to bed because they have work in the morning. They're not going to sit down and watch the Lakers game. Right. You're not going to walk in the living room at 9, 30 and say, I'm going to put the basketball game on. But when LeBron was in the East and you were in the living room at 6, 30, you were watching LeBron. And it, then after that, you see, oh, the Lakers and Thunder are playing. I might stick around and watch a little bit of it. You know, I might watch the first half. You know, but now, you're not. Yeah. And you're, I think you're spot on. I think that is a big reason is whether you hate LeBron, love LeBron, don't have an opinion on LeBron. You watch LeBron. You watch LeBron. He is the face of the league. Yeah. He's the biggest star in the league, probably in the world. Uh, people debate his talent. I mean, if he's not the best right now, he's top three. He has to yeah. be. I mean, and six years ago? He was the best. Absolutely. And it wasn't close. And I'm one of the biggest LeBron haters in the world. I I don't like him. I don't – but I have to respect the fact that he is literally – I mean, he played for how many state – how many straight NBA finals? It was like seven or eight straight NBA finals. And they'll probably keep that – it's probably going to keep going. 
I mean, well, he's, no, because they weren't in it this last year. He wasn't in it this last year. He's probably going to start it again this oh, year. Oh, there'll be a new streak with the Lakers. Yeah. But that's the thing, like, him being at West now, just me personally, I'm not sitting out of bed at 930 and saying, oh, I'm going to go in here and watch the the Lakers play. I mean, I just, I'm not a Lakers fan, so. Well, I, I think part of that problem is that, you know, the diehard NBA fans are going to watch that 930 game on Tuesday night. But where you really win is with the casual NBA fans, you know, the people who check in and out throughout the season and then, and then show back up for playoffs. And like my, me and you. Yeah, it's really, like, dude, at 930, I'm not about to sit down and watch this basketball no, game. No, no, no. And it's, we talk about it with the Pac-12. It's the same thing. It's the same concept. Same problem. With the Pac-12, it's just you come on at a weird time of night. Uh, for most people, and you know, the Pac-12 had an advantage being in college football, so it was on Saturday or Friday, so people wouldn't have to work the next day. So the NBA is working at a double disadvantage with that. And there's 82 games. Yeah. Like, it's not like college football where you get 14 Saturdays and it's over. Yeah. You get 82 basketball games. From what, Halloween to – Flag Day in June. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's and it's you. I understand you, it's basketball. You have to have a lot of games, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying your ratings aren't going to be as high because it's not like football where you get it once a one day a week. Yeah. And what was your last? I know you had another. You said I, you had I three. I have two leads. more points, and I will make them quick. Uh, two is uh, this summer. Uh, before the season started, there was a big blow-up in the NBA about the current Hong Kong protests in China. And the China, the, there are more people who watch basketball in the NBA in China than there are in the United States, which makes sense because there's a billion people in China. And so the NBA kind of... So the NBA just kind of, you know, didn't really speak about it. People were calling them out on it, saying, you know, why are you, you know, kowtowing to the, the communists? Um, I think a lot of people might be tuning out because of that. Nowhere near as many who tuned out during the, the NFL, NFL right. during the kneeling controversy in the NFL. But there are some who are. Because let's in. be honest, not as many people know about yeah. this because yeah. it's not it's not front and center like the Kaepernick stuff was. Yeah, and then uh, I think three is also a political one. Is that we're entering an election uh, an election year? So the closer we get to like the the showdown uh, ratings are going to tank off because people might be trying to tune in and see who might be the next president of the United States which probably matters a lot more than a regular season game between uh, the Thunder and the uh, uh, Cavaliers I am I will say this before we end the NBA thing I'm really excited as the casual NBA fan of the future of the league because I can't really remember a time where there was this many young stars in the NBA. I mean, look around. You got the Greek freak out in Milwaukee. He's a he's a he's a monster. You've got Trey Young in Atlanta. You've got John Morant and Zion, who is absolutely taking the basketball world by storm. I mean, perfect example is um, in the trading card industry there there are packs and boxes you can go buy a box of cards up at Walmart for $20 and it's got a Zion rookie it might have a Zion rookie it might have a John Rant rookie in it right people are going to these Walmarts the day they're getting stopped buying every box and doubling the price and selling them online because of two players that's just the two players right now yeah there might be more coming up right but John John Morant and Zion Williamson are taking over basketball and they're taking over the trading card community. And my last question to you before we move on from the NBA, you've got you've got you're a GM. Yes. You get to pick. Do you take John Morant or do you take Zion Williamson? Zion. Take Zion. Big, fast, strong. Uh Zach. In the Rise of Stars game, he dunked it so hard the rim was crooked. And who threw him the ball for him to dunk it? John Morant. John Morant. I could throw the ball at Zion he's, Williamson he's and get a, him to slam John Morant is more of an all-around guy and perfect example. How bad were the Grizzlies last year? Terrible. Bad enough to get the second pick. I know it's different in the NBA, the lottery, how the lottery works, but they got the number two pick 
took John Morant, and they went from being that bad to they're going to be in the playoffs this year. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's a small market team, and I'm I'm all for it. Like I said, I'm I'm a yeah. quote unquote Grizzlies fan now, and I hear the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not a big fan, like I said, but enough to where that that would be my team. But they're a small market. They didn't go sign any big time free agents and get good. They brought in John Morant. That's who I would take. In, if I had to pick the two, and you can't really go wrong, they're both phenomenal athletes. So, yeah. Oh, one more thing in the NBA: your top five. AI released his. You got to pick a starting lineup. This isn't necessarily, guys. Before y'all come on Twitter and roast us because you don't like our lineup, this isn't a the best five players in the NBA history. This is your pick. You you got a gun to your head. You got to pick. Five guys in their prime to go win a five-on-five basketball game. Who you taking? Well, I think part of the rules was me and Zach. You you get you had five positions starting. Yeah. You had to pick a starter at that position. Like you had to pick a center, power forward, shoot forward. Yeah, you couldn't go take five. I mean, you couldn't just say Magic, Kobe, Michael. uh, Who's another three-point shooter? Yeah. Steve Nash and Steph Curry. You can't do that. One because. I don't think this You're going to get demolished down low, but oh, yeah. it, it makes it fair. You're picking a starting five. So, let's hear yours, Craig. Who you got? All right. At center, I got Bill Russell, Mr. 11 rings himself. Okay. Say what you will about that era of basketball. He's got a ring for each hand, <laughs> and, or a ring for each finger, and one to put on his gear shift. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, if he was me... I was born with 11 fingers. I could have put one on each of them bad boys. <laughs> Zach is the six-fingered king. Uh, at, Never been beaten thumb wrestling. Don't at me. If you want to challenge me, you're more than welcome to. It won't end good for you. But anyway, so Craig's center is Bill Russell. I'll go ahead and give you my center. We'll do it like that. My center is Shaquille O'Neal, the most dominant player in the history of the NBA. All right, I can respect that. All right. I, I can respect Shaq, you know. He ain't going to beat Bill Russell in the paint, but, you know. <laughs> All right, who's your four man? A four man, a power forward. I got to get the rebound machine, Dennis Rodman. Ooh, Dennis Rodman. He can't make a shot. You will get zero points out of Rodman, but you have 27 rebounds <laughs> and at least three techs. So, yeah. Here's my four man, and the previously mentioned, um, and you could put honestly put this player one, two, three, or four because he's played all four it. In his and he's played the five for a little bit in his life, and that is LeBron. LeBron coming in at the four. That's, I don't respect that at all, and I look forward to watching Rodman get a, a buku amount of rebounds <laughs> over LeBron. I mean, LeBron will score all over Rodman. I've, I've accepted that. But you will but not when get, he does miss it, he's not getting oh, it. When, you better make it that. He better make it that first shot because he ain't getting it back. <laughs> uh, at small forward. I have LeBron <laughs> because see, inter- LeBron. There's a few players that are indeed interchangeable in this set. Yeah, I mean, and the two and the three is primarily the same position, just opposite ends of the court. So yeah, and you can make a three work as a four. In some yeah, scenario. So, so you got LeBron at the three. My three man is going to be Bean. I'm going with Kobe. Kobe at small forward. Kobe that at small is, forward. That is bold, but I like it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what's after that? What's shooting guard? I forgot where I set my paper for a second. <laughs> shooting guard, I have to take the goat, Michael Jordan. Yes. The original bald mamba, the savior of the Looney Tunes, uh, the guy who single-handedly destroyed the Charlotte Hornets <laughs> through his own incompetence. But yes, Michael Jordan at two. I'm, I agree, Michael Jordan too. I'll keep it short and sweet. If if it, if you don't pick MJ on your all five top five team, you're uh, you never watch basketball. So point guard Craig, point guard the logo Jerry, Jerry West. Listen, you don't get to be the logo of the NBA or the logo of any sport unless you were just dominant. So uh, Jerry West, I'm yeah. going Pistol Pete at the one. Ooh. That's a good one. That's a good Pistol one. Pistol Pete Maverick. So there you go. You got Pistol Pete, MJ, Kobe, LeBron, and Shaq going up against Jerry West, Jordan, 
LeBron, Rodman, and Bill Russell. Um, Let us know who you think wins. Zach, I need you to keep these in your brain. I have an idea for these later. <laughs> All right, I got I got them locked down. I got them remembered. Yeah, write these down, <laughs> and I'm gonna come in, and we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. Um, uh, so that's enough NBA. We've talked uh, before the NBA is over. I want to point out, uh, oh. not only did Kobe Bryant die, God rest his soul, and his daughter Gianna. Uh, I completely forgot David Stern died. David Stern, one of the most important commissioners in NBA history. So, there was a lot of big-time shots hit and big-time games played with his name written on that basketball. Uh-huh. So, uh, respect. Saw a lot of things, oversaw a lot of things, some controversial. Whether you liked him or didn't like him, he influenced basketball very, very much. So, what we got next, Craig? Uh, well, we're going to go to commercial. Okay. And I think we're going to come back. Uh, does the name Vince McMahon mean anything to you? <laughs> it means a lot. All right. Uh, we'll be right back with some Vince McMahon talk. And we're back, and we said Vince McMahon talk. A lot of people thinking WWE, because we do talk about that a little bit, but I believe this is going to be a little different. Those people would be wrong. <laughs> We're talking about the XFL, which I think will be successful as long as Vince keeps it as far away from WWE. Yes, if he tries to blend the two together, it's going to fail. Ethically. If I see John Cena come out at halftime, I'm probably not going to be as interested as I usually am. I can't sit here and tell you that I watched the XFL, but I have followed it. I keep up with it a little bit. Um, I like where it's going. It's a lot more physical. There's the the stuff that people have stopped watching the NFL over the big hits and whatnot is in the NF is in the XFL. Excuse me. People, a lot of people quit watching the NFL because of the previously mentioned Kaepernick stuff. But a lot of people that I know that have quit watching the NFL is because now. Pretty much, if you touch a quarterback, it's a flag. Um, and I get they're saving their brains from the CTE and all that fun stuff. And I get all that, and I respect that. But you signed up for this. You get paid millions and millions and millions of dollars. And you know going in that that's part of football, Craig. You know you're going to take a beating. But you're getting paid millions to do it. And I'm not saying... Yes, please, stop all these helmet-to-helmet just blatant calls. But they get a little trigger-happy with it, but not in the XFL, baby. And that's why I think they're going to be successful, is the people that have stopped watching the NFL because of that are interested. I think, well, that is something different. Yeah. Uh, Their kickoff formations continue to blow my mind. Yeah. I've already sat down and drawn up six plays for when (laughs) uh, 2K XFL 2021 (laughs) comes out. Which I will be first in line to buy. <laughs> uh, I also read that Birmingham is interested in getting a team, which would be awesome for us. The AAF had a team in Birmingham, and they sold out Legion Field. And anybody who in the SEC knows that it's very hard to sell out Legion Field without Alabama or Auburn involved. involved. So for them to uh, sell out uh, Legion Field is a big deal. So if Birmingham gets one, I think that would be a good step. I don't think they'll expand it right away. You might have to wait a few yeah. years. Let it get its they're just, get, they're just dipping their toes in the water. But they, pro- they probably said that just to put out like feelers so yeah. people will you know, respond. And here's, here's – I'm going to say this and then I'll let you take over with XFL stuff. But here's the one downside to it <laughs> to me right now, and I'm sure Vince being the businessman that he is and being as smart as he is has a way around this – whether it's letting people come sooner to the XFL than the NFL, but is the talent pool that they're picking from just isn't. You're getting all the cast-offs. Yes. And i seen something that would very would excite me very much, and it'll never happen, but it would be cool. Kind of like in soccer, when you the worst team in the league demotes down to oh, another uh, league. Relegation? Yes. Yeah. Imagine if the XFL and the NFL team up and, like, let's say the winner of the XFL plays the worst team in the NFL, and if they beat them, they're in the NFL now, and, like, the Browns or the Dolphins or the 
Bengals would drop down to the XFL. That would kind of. Well, that would give you a more incentive to uh, get Not better. suck yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, it, it drives me crazy seeing these teams tank for the number one pick and then in hopes that that one guy is going to change your team. But then they don't, and they suck, and they tank again the next year, and they tank again the next year. And then by the time they've got three or four first-round number one picks under their belt, they can't re-sign these guys because nobody wants to play for them, and they continue to suck. And I think that would just give them more of a reason to try hard, and that would help the NFL and the XFL both. But, so that's my negative to the XFL is the talent level. Well, I mean, I mean, looking at what they're working with, they're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but in your scenario of relegation and advancement, which I think needs to be brought to the MLS, just saying, like that yeah. Is, yeah. But that put, kind of puts the XFL championship in a weird spot because, like, you want to be the best in the league. Yeah. But, you know, if you win the XFL championship, now you're the 32nd best team in the NFL. Yeah. So, I could see, you know, if you win the XFL championship, maybe you get the number one pick in uh, the NFL draft. Yeah. And then when you, you know, you go up a division, you are, you know, you're not coming in like dead last with nothing to gain from. Yeah. Kind of like those teams that are, you know, they, they're really good in Division 2 and should stay in Division 2 and should never go to Division 1. Wink, wink, hint, hint. <laughs> Who win championships in Division Two? Wing, in wing, multiple in, sports. In multiple sports. Wing, they wing. have two lines for a mascot. I can't make this any more obvious. <laughs> Me and you could right now start walking and be at campus before midnight. Yeah. So, yeah. They, they're Division Two. They're really good. UNA. <laughs> Anyways. And then they go to up a division and they suck. And they wonder why they can't compete anymore because. Yeah. That would be that would be the XFL champion. So, you would have to figure out an incentive. And not only that, but you would have to talk Vince McMahon into selling. If the XFL is successful, you would have to convince him to buy, to sell the XFL to the NFL. Not They'd probably pay you a lot of money for it. Or Vince somehow is rich enough to buy the NFL. Because I don't think you're ever going to get, with both of those people there, I don't think you're ever going to get. There's going to be a collision of power there. Between Goodell and Vince. From what I read about Vince McMahon, and you know, he's different than what he is on TV, but he's very much an egomaniac behind the scenes. Yes. So I don't think you could convince him. We're talking about the guy who fires wrestlers because they disagree with the direction. The direction that he wants them to do, or the role he wants them to play. This is the same guy. Uh, prior to the eighties, wrestling was a bunch of different territories. Like you could wrestling on like the west coast and the northeast and be two different people anyway he's a guy who steamrolled all of that and bought it all out into one company like this guy is not going to sell the XFL lost pretty much gave up the most hopped up wrestler yeah at the time in CM Punk just let him just Walk. because he didn't, they didn't they didn't like a, each other it was a clash of powers couldn't yeah. put his pride aside to let to keep the best wrestler in the business at the time, so I don't see that happening. That's just a cool little idea that you talk about. That would be fun in really any sport, in my opinion, because it would eliminate tanking, and it would give like European soccer has it dead on. Yeah, the way they do it, perfect. Yeah, and I'm going to transition from European soccer. I'm using that as a transition. You're going to think this is smooth uh-huh. to go into how they. Manchester City got kicked out of their league for cheating. You know what the Astros got for cheating? Nothing. Oh, give us give us some money. Give us. A, we're talking. You're talking about a team who has previously won a World Series. They're yeah. not hurting for money. No. So what's making? So you're telling me that I can cheat and win a World Series and be fine, and nothing bad happens other than I pay a little bit of money. And the, the, this whole the MLB the scandal behind the Astros is just it's mind blowing to me that the 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 links they took to get to gain an edge on their opponents. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it earlier to me, like everybody tries to steal signs. That's yeah. that's common. That's I, part of baseball. But to go to the to the extent of banging on trash cans or putting wires on players and buzzing them what play what pitch was coming. Yeah. 
and then blatantly lying about it and denying it after it's been proven and players have admitted to it, and you're still saying, nah, nah. Yeah. Nah, it that's, didn't happen. That's why I admire their cheating, <laughs> because they're just straight up lying about it. Uh, but I want to point out, and I'll talk more about it in our baseball uh, preview special, which will probably be... Uh, <coughs> it's spring training's coming up. So When does Grapefruit League start? They start pretty soon. So... We'll probably do baseball special. Right around the beginning of March. Right before, right before we need to have day. WrestleMania baseball be the same show. Yeah. That'll be about the time. Okay, that'll work out good. Then. Yeah. But I want to go ahead and point out, I hate to tell people in Houston, uh, Astros are going to suck. And they're probably going to suck for a long time now. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Now's the time to jump to the bandwagon to the uh, the Texas Rangers, Dallas Rangers. <laughs> the Texas Rangers. That's the team of Dallas. Yeah. Right? Yeah, jump the bandwagon now. Go yeah. ahead and clean out your closet. Do all that. The 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 Astro scandal, I mean, literally, you won't put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. You won't let him have, have let him have anything to do with baseball because he bet on the games. But you're going to let a team openly cheat like that and get away with it. Yeah. Come on, Manfred. You got to do better, dude. You've got to do better. So that pretty much finishes our MLB for the day. It'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, there's well, been some rule changes. We'll discuss that more during the baseball, baseball preview special. show. Because you know, just because they announced them doesn't mean that they're. Con- I mean, they're probably concrete right now, but we're about to see throughout Grapefruit League. Yeah, how, how everything they, works out. Yeah. Uh, so Zach, all right. What team you bandwagoning on for the XFL? I really don't know, honestly. I like the team out of St. Louis. I'm feeling the Battle Hawks, I mostly like, because uh, I recognize Jordan Tamu. Yeah. I like watching him at Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. the Tampa Bay Vipers. They're, they're the, terrible. They're the only XFL team never to win an XFL game. <laughs> and Aaron Murray is trash, just like he was at Georgia. <laughs> Sorry, Georgia are we really? Are we really surprised? No. No. <laughs> There's been one good person ever come out of Georgia, and that was Bill Goldberg. <laughs> Bill Russell. Sunday night. Well, I don't know about this Sunday. No. Anyway, he's got a WWE Championship match. And yes, it is 2020 and not 1997. <laughs> and I'm all for it. 100%. I, love I'm, I, I want to watch every minute of it. So we've talked NBA. We've talked a little XFL. We've talked a little baseball. We've even talked a little wrestling. What else do you got lined up for us today, well, Mr. Um, Craig? Well, I feel like... It's time for another commercial break. This okay. one brought to you by Foots Cards. If you need a baseball card, football card, basketball card, Foots Card has got them. And if they ain't got it, you don't need it. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. And we're breaking down college basketball. If I ain't got it, uh, I can probably point you in the right direction to get it. Um, <laughs> that was a little shameless plug there that I was not expecting out of Craig. I do appreciate that, though. And voluntarily rolling, we love shameless plugs. (laughs) We'll be back shortly with some college basketball. Back again voluntarily with some college basketball. It is college basketball season right now. The older I've gotten, the more I've appreciated college basketball outside of the marquee matchups. Used to, I, I would watch the Alabama game, and that would be it. But now, as Craig said, the older I get, the more I find myself watching random basketball games. As a matter of fact, me and Craig were sitting in here earlier, and I looked up at the TV, and the Loyola Chicago... Um, Toyota Chicago. <laughs> Loyola Chicago, and I don't even know who they are playing. But anyways, we watched a good 10 or 15 minutes of that game. Um college basketball is becoming one of my favorite sports to watch and we're getting to the nitty gritty as far as Uh, these teams on the bubble every game matters and unfortunately for me and Craig both our beloved teams are both on the bubble right now now, my team's not on the bubble at all. We'll get more of that in the Tennessee Bama segment. I'm going to be very upset. Ah, if you thought football season was bad, get ready for this one. But we're we're sitting here. It's the day after Va- Valentine's Day. Another week of college basketball is in the books. There's been some teams separate themselves from the pack. But – 
Separate as themselves a, from the pack. Zach, there has been seven number one teams know, this year. When I say that, I don't. Mean, I mean, it's eight to ten teams that have separated themselves. Oh, from. I get what you're saying. It's not like no, it's not like there's one. I mean, like there's it's like there's not like an elite group. There's a we're really good group, and then it tampers down. Yeah. But you got Baylor. You've got you know uh, Kansas is really good. San Diego State's really good. Dayton, surprisingly, is really good. Anthony Grant's team, I never thought I would say that, but Anthony Grant is leading a really good basketball team right now. He's at a basketball school, not a football school. Yeah, it's, it's different. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's a lot better. I'm not saying that Bama can't be good at basketball because I think they can, but when, when you're a head coach at a school like Alabama um, or a school like Tennessee or a school like Georgia or Ohio State, Oklahoma, places like that, USC, and basketball is not number one. You don't get the resources. It's harder. But when you're at a school like Dayton, who do they even have a football team? I'm not for sure. I do know it's, they're a basketball They school. push basketball. It's easier to recruit to Dayton compared to Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, places like that because – Nobody really cares about the basketball program. They care, but they get pushed to the, to the side for football. But so, as y'all could see, Craig was a little um, kind of jumped my case there when I said some teams have separated themselves. Which Sorry, I got, he has some, I got, I got he has excited. something he has something to say apparently. Uh, yeah, there's seven teams that've been number one this season. There is no clear consensus winner. No, no, no. North Carolina is not North Carolina. This no. is the worst North Carolina team I've ever seen. And yes, we're talking basketball, not football. <laughs> um, and, and here's the beautiful thing about that: March Madness is going to be so fun. And I think that's why I want it this wide open. Because now, normally March Madness is kind of crazy, but you have a pretty good idea who the final yeah. four is going to be, or at least the Elite Eight. I don't know who to take. There's always a there's always that one random team that makes a run, but for the most part you can kind of you, you kind of see it coming. Yeah, not this year. No, I mean, you can very well have a blue blood like Kentucky or Kansas or Duke win it, or you have a random team like San Diego State or apparently Maryland's good all of a sudden. I forgot that state exists sometimes. <laughs> um, you got Dayton again. You got Dayton. Uh, <laughs> Could it be a team that sneaks in like a Georgetown? Patrick Ewing led Georgetown. Oh, dude, if, if Patrick Ewing's leading Georgetown, do not be, do not be, do not take them lightly. They went, they got a win today in a big game um, with two of their better players on the bench because they could, they were hurt. So look out! But yeah, that's it's gonna make it's gonna make um, March Madness crazy this year because there's so many. Like Craig said, there's been the seven number ones. It's going to be wide open, and it's it's you love to see it as a as a casual. Again, I don't watch every college basketball game. I tend to watch more and more, but yeah. it, it's interesting. And this is what we're talking about about casual, because now we're looking at March Madness, which is postseason. So now you're paying attention to see how postseason is going to look before you go spend twelve hours filling out your bracket, or if you're like me, thirty seconds. <coughs> yeah. I mean, my last year was easy. It took me about a minute to figure out how much championship it was. Um, so, it's wide open. We've got a little a little list for y'all today on basketball fan bases that are... Frauds! Frauds, delusional. Um, fraudulent would be the correct term. Well, delusional for some... Fraudulent for others. Some are complete and utter bandwagon, the likes of which I've never seen before. Bandwagon and fair weather would be a good a good term yeah. to me. But who, well, let me hear your list, Craig. What do you got? For All right. Me? Starting, I only did three. I thought that was a pretty concise number. Three most fraudulent fan races. Uh, number one will come in a minute. Number three is Maryland because Maryland's in the Big Ten now. And this is the first time I've ever seen them sell out their stadiums. Uh, They're number nine in the country. Yes, which shows, I think, how weak Big Ten basketball is once you get outside of who? Michigan State? Who's who's low, who's down right now? Yeah, Michigan. Yeah. 
And then I don't know who else. Ohio State's usually at least competitive. Big Ten basketball is the boring basketball. It's the 48-46 wins basketball. Although it's the teams you don't want to play because there's three white guys on that team that start. They're all shooting threes. Yeah, and their defense is going to lock you down. Yeah. They're going to run some crazy zone. But, yeah, so Maryland is Craig's number three team on this list. Number two. Number two is San Diego State. This team was undefeated and then the Mountain West. I don't buy them for a second as any sort of potential. No. I think, you know, those out west small schools, their big shining moment was UNLV with Tark because they actually won the thing. But now. There's always one. There's always one. It's BYU. It's. San Diego State. San Diego State. Gonzaga. Nevada. Well, no, Gonzaga's usually really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I retract Maybe St. Mary's. Yeah, there's always a random team out there that's – they're not ever undefeated, but – They have a really good record. There's a reason – I'll say this. There's a reason there's been seven number one teams in the country, and San Diego State's not one of them, yet they're undefeated. I just I I think they're barely in the top twenty five as it is. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. At all. I don't buy it. They they might be ranked on up there, but as far as and they could prove me wrong. They could kill it in the tournament. I just don't see it. And number one, Craig. We're going down to Opelika for this one, <laughs> aka uh, West Georgia. Uh, Auburn has the most fraudulent college basketball fan base I've ever seen. And football, okay, I'll give them that in football. Basketball. They have a 9,000-seat arena. And when they had one of the greatest of all time, <coughs> Charles Barkley, on their court, they didn't sell it out. They didn't start selling it out until this year. And I, did, I had I'm gonna, just a little disclaimer here. I had no help in making this list. So there's no Alabama bias in this list. Whatsoever. I mean, there's full-on inter-SEC bias at play here. But, man, I've watched a lot of SEC basketball. There are times where Vandy had better crowds at their uh, basketball games than uh, Auburn does. And now, all of a sudden, it's the jungle and nobody wants to play there. And, granted, they're really good at home. They're really good at home. They don't lose at home. They beat Bama by five in overtime at home. Well, when you, you see his Wednesday. jet lag when you cross that time zone. You know, into Georgia, you just you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, they got beat by a pretty bad Missouri team tonight. Was that game at Missouri? That game or? was at Missouri. So, they can't win. They come. They've got three losses. They haven't lost at home yet. Missouri throttled them on the road. They play. They come to Tuscaloosa, and what happens? They get throttled. They they lose. Is the NCAA tournament in, in Opelika, Craig? No, uh, it is not. Nope. This team, like their number one fraudulent fan base, is a fraud. And the fans, they don't even know what a Ken Palm is. They don't understand RPI. They don't understand basketball as a whole. And kind of like I said about San Diego State, you're undefeated. You're not ranked in the top. You're not ranked number one. Look at the rankings and look at Auburn and look at how many teams are ranked above Auburn with a worse record. There's a reason behind this because the people that know basketball know that Auburn is mediocre. Yeah. And, yeah, you come into that at Bama game when Bama beats you undefeated. You play Russellville High School, Central High School, Wilson High School. Waterloo. Waterloo. You play nobody in the out-of-conference. Yeah, they Auburn front loaded themselves with a bunch of weak. Literally, teams. we were watching SEC now before we started recording this show, and a guy on there said that Isaac Okoro was really big in Auburn's biggest non-conference game of the season at South Alabama. Okay, let's take a step back for a second. South Alabama is your your biggest out of conference game is South Alabama. What? Okay. (laughs) Frauds. Frauds. I'll end with that. Auburn's fan base, fraudulent. And like Craig said, up until this year, up until – well, last year they made the Final Four run. Yeah. That was a fluke more than anything. Nobody cared about Auburn basketball. And now you got all these Auburn basketball fans coming out of the woodworks talking about 
Oh, we're a, we're a everything school, blah, blah, blah. No, you're not. No. You're a football school that had a good run in basketball. Yeah, plus you have – I mean, Bruce Pearl's a really good coach. I've witnessed that with my own eyes. Bruce so. Pearl's a really good coach. But Nate Oates has coached circles around him twice. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> um, only thing he dominates is the buffet after the game. And barbecue. He loves barbecue. I love barbecue. <laughs> I, and also, we saw – network that Auburn is statistically there is a number you can put to this the luckiest team in college basketball yes the luckiest team in college basketball I mean it, okay listen Auburn fans we don't mean well Zach means to sound this uh, this rough because he's an Alabama fan what do you expect but man I just I'm not impressed y'all can I mean Auburn has a very good shot I mean they have as good a shot as anybody right now to go into the final four but I just I don't see it. I don't I don't think they win the SEC conference tournament. I'm, I think I'm rolling with LSU for that one. I think if they if Auburn comes into the NCAA tournament as three four seed, I'm not sure how their numbers work, but I don't see depending on who they draw. If they draw a decent team in the round of 32, they will get put out in the round of 32 this year. Yeah, if they get a date and they're done. And here's 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 a little fun fact. They had a chance tonight to take over the lead of the SEC. And what did they do? Blew it. Get throttled by Missouri. Who is who was three and eight coming in in the conference? Yeah. Um, so sorry, Auburn fans, you're frauds. Yeah. Can you tell me the coach before Bruce if you're an Auburn fan you're listening, tell me the basketball coach before Bruce Pearl. I can't, but I don't. I don't care about Auburn basketball. I usually would know that. But yeah, I don't know. Right, and I can't tell you Auburn fans don't either. That's and that's the funny part is, yeah. and yeah, you sell out a gym. You got nine thousand capacity. Nine thousand. Nine thousand. Tennessee's like twenty five. <laughs> Alabama's. I've been to Alabama's. It's probably at, at every bit seventeen thousand. Yeah. Alabama holds 5,000 more people than Auburn. Auburn is the smallest gym capacity-wise in the conference. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you sell it out. It's tiny. I I just find that very hard to believe. It's true. It's true. Because because up until now, their basketball team's been trash. Trash. Enough about Auburn. Enough uh, about yeah. We kind of enough about Kyle. What what else do you have? The bubble. The bubble. We'll the talk. bubble. The bubble talk. Bubble talk. My team does not look like it's going to make the tournament, pending, you know, the the guaranteed spot. Whoever wins the SC tournament. Gets. Well, you've got you've got Kentucky left on the schedule. You beat Kentucky. That looks real good. You got yeah. Florida left. You beat them. That looks real good. Uh, it's it's a rough schedule. I don't see you L- losing losing tonight. Really hurt. Yeah, but um. Uh, Bama is on – are they the first four out, second I four? I think after the game tonight, which was a huge win against LSU, they are in – they're the, in the next four out. Yeah. <coughs> but unlike – unlike ten, Craig's beloved balls, yeah. Bama has a pretty easy remainder of the schedule. I think it's Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, uh, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Missouri maybe. Um, and all the experts that get paid to do this, not like me, are saying that if Bama can win five of the last six games, they're in. So, yeah, Bama's got a good shot. Tennessee, if you win, you're in, obviously. Yeah, but that's it's just a, a lot. It's just a tough road. Yeah. Uh, who's your number one overall seed? Baylor. Really? Baylor. I know they're number one right now. Everybody's, that's the only reason you picked them. But Baylor's really good right now. I got it. You're going to – you're going to call me crazy for this, but I went safe. I went Duke. You can't go wrong with Duke. Year in and year out. Yeah. Uh, one last thing before we jump to the Tennessee-Bama stuff. I just want to point out that Georgia's basketball uniforms are much better than their football <laughs> uniforms. They're very clean, very tight. I like it. I want to point out that, speaking of fraudulent fan bases, um, Duke, not – this is an honorable mention, and not on the terms of they're not real fans because they are. They're very diehard. Them Cameron crazies are tough. To, there is so tough to be. Don't turn the Cameron crazies loose on but us. But here's the thing. Oh no. 
I'm I'm an Alabama basketball fan. You know why I'm an Alabama basketball fan? Because I'm an Alabama fan. Craig, you're a Tennessee fan because you're a Tennessee fan. I cannot respect somebody that is a Alabama football fan and a Duke basketball fan or a Tennessee football fan and a Duke basketball fan. This isn't the NBA. This isn't. This isn't pro versus college. Like I'm a big believer in sticking with the university. Yeah, if you're a univer- if you're a fan of a university, you're a university fan. So a lot of y'all Duke fans are indeed fraudulent. That's all I got for college basketball. Uh, I want to point out one more thing before we uh, before we leave college basketball world. I've said that three times already. This is the final one. I promise. Um, best conference of basketball, coaching wise. SEC. Not close. Not close. Look at look at who they got. We've mentioned it a lot before. Um, there's a lot of really good coaches in the SEC. We're going to take one more break. We're going to come back with our clown of the week. And then our um, Alabama-Tennessee segment. Wrap up. Back again for the second annual – not annual. Second annual? <laughs> Second edition of the Voluntarily Rolling Clown of the Week. Last week it was um, political. This week it's in sports. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Who you got, Craig? I got uh, the only player I can remember that was suspended for attempted murder, uh, Miles Garrett. Um, he, he took that man's helmet off and hit him with it. And we're not saying we're not saying he's a clown for that, which he is. But he he's is not. a clown for that. He that, is, but it's not. That's right. not clown of the week worthy. No. Truthfully, it probably would have been back if we were doing clown of the week during that. Yeah, but, but what he has done since then, uh, really, I'm just I'm just looking at the situation, and you know, nobody was there, or well, I wasn't there to hear it myself. But Miles Garrett seems to argue that Mason Rudolph called him a racial slur, which we will not say on air. Because, uh, or in our personal lives, we won't say it either way. Uh, called him a racial slur on the field, and that's why he took the helmet off and beat him with it. I just find that story flimsy because I don't believe Marquise Pouncey would have defended Mason Rudolph because he wouldn't have whispered it to Miles Garrett. He would have yelled it at Miles Garrett. This isn't something that he whispered in his ear. This yeah. would be something he screamed, he said pretty loud. And with all the cameras on the field and all and the stuff that they pick up, I mean, they hear the quarterback calling out the signal. They hear smack talk between players all the time. They would have heard that. Yeah. Somebody would have heard it other than Miles Garrett. Yeah. But he's saying that that's what happened. I don't I buy just, it. For I a just second. don't believe that Maurice is it Maurice is it Maurice from Marquise? I'm not sure. It's one of the Pouncey brothers. Would have defended Mason Rudolph like he did, and not only that, but there was another Browns player there. So, you know, he probably would have heard it if he said it. And on top of that, there's, you, like you said, all of these cameras and microphones are all over the field, and there's not one audio clip of him saying that. Yeah, I just Miles got Miles did something really dumb. He's lucky he got reinstated. Uh, what he needs to do is to chill out, take his reinstatement, and, and, just, and, and just go back to work. And because listen, homie. Whatever that's last season, you're still on the Browns. Okay, you still suck. Like you're gonna have to put this together. Uh, as far as on-field talent, one of the best defensive ends in football. Yeah, but it's gonna take him if it if he can even do it. It's gonna take him a career of being a what's the word I'm looking for, Craig? All star? Not all on the field. Off the it's gonna take him. Years of being pretty much an angel off the field to get his reputation to where it's not mud anymore. Because right now his reputation is ruined. Yeah. And he's just making it worse with this claim of... And from what I read, um, Mason Rudolph can and may press charges on him for saying that he said that when he didn't. That is uh, slander. Which is a punishable... Well, it's not a criminal offense. It's definitely something you can be sued over. It's a civil offense. So, clown of the week, Miles Garrett. You and you're in good. Um, you're in good company with Nancy Pelosi <laughs> on our wall of shame. 
Tune in next week to see what somebody stupid, whatever stupid thing happens, we will make fun of for Clown of the Week. Now, now to our always Alabama Tennessee roundup. Um, I'll start. There's not. We can't really talk about football, which makes me sad. Um, baseball's getting up and running. I think Bama's on the up and up in baseball. But this was a crazy week in basketball. As you go, you have two big quadrant one. Um, I know you Auburn fans don't know what that means. <laughs> but um, two big quad one games. You're on the road to Auburn. Um, get down 16-0 off the jump, and you come back, send that game to overtime, shoot a SEC record 59 three-pointers. I will say that seemed a little excessive. I love it. I mean, yeah. Ball and oats. Um, <laughs> overtime loss on the road to Auburn. Bounce back in what could have been a, you know, you play two, two overtime games in a row, heartbreaking loss to your rival, and LSU comes to town. You could lay down and take another L. They bounce back, get a big win tonight. Herb Jones had 17 rebounds with one hand. Yeah. Um, that win tonight is very impressive, and they can build on that going forward. Um they got to come in Wednesday, take care of business against A&M, and they still have a chance to get in the tournament. And like John Calipari said, and he may say this about everybody he plays, I don't know, um, when him and Nate Oates shook hands after the game, he asked Nate Oates, do we play y'all again? And Nate Oates said, no. And Calipari said, thank God. Nobody wants to play this Alabama team because when they're hitting, it's tough to beat a team when they hit 20-something three-pointers in a game. Yeah. That's 60 points. So, when they're hitting like they have been or like they tend to do, they're tough to beat. I'm excited about that going forward. I hope they can get into the tournament and make a little bit of noise. Um, but that's all I got for Tennessee or for the Alabama Roundup for the week. This week in ball history was nutty because uh, Tuesday night they got a major win over Arkansas, a really good Arkansas team. Uh, sorry, Grayson. Uh, support the troops. Uh, uh, when I mean a big win, they, they blew out Auburn. They beat them by at least 10 or 15. I'm trying to remember correctly. And, uh, Arkansas. They blew out Arkansas. Arkansas, yes. They will blow out Auburn. I smell it coming. Uh, so, and then, so it's coming into Saturday. They, uh, they were playing Carolina. And there's been talk on the internet, you know, does Carolina count as one of our rivals now? You know, it's Bama, Florida, Georgia. You know, can we lump South Carolina into that? And I don't think so because we are a blue blood whereas South Carolina is the janky gas station you never go to. Uh, which is why it hurts me to say that they lost to Carolina tonight. But, you know, I'm not as, as mad about it because – you know, between the Carolina coaches, Frank Martin is light years better than Will Muschamp. So, but, you know, the call at the end was controversial. Definitely a flop. Should not have been called as a charge. Um, and so this has really set them back in their quest to make the tournament. Right now, it's looking like we might be a two seed in the NIT. Ugh. But I think... Uh, uh, Outside of a really good showing in the SEC tournament, they're not making the NCAA tournament. But, you know, this is more of a bridge year to next year. Uh, Rick Barnes is still a really good coach. They've got some good athletes coming in. They've got a couple of walk-ons from the football team coming in to play. So, I think I think Tennessee basketball's future looks bright. It's just this season will be one of, like, you don't really want to remember this one. Yeah. Nothing really special other than. They lost a lot, though. I mean, they had three players get drafted. Yeah. So, I don't know what I expected coming into the season. But, you know, I guess at this point I'm just hoping they finish above 500. <laughs> Make me feel a little bit better. Um, as far as my picks for the week went, um, I didn't – I went 8 and 10 this week. I'm not very – I'm not proud of it. I'm going to look to bounce back next week. Uh, I had two, two really good days and two – Really bad days. That's how it goes sometimes. But um, stay tuned for that. Maybe I can see if I can get it bounced back next week. Um, 
that's it for tonight. I don't have anything else unless Craig's got something he wants to touch on. The show uh, ain't a little long tonight, but that's okay. Uh, what I want to touch on tonight, and this is more of words of encouragement to anybody. Uh, drugs are bad. Okay? <laughs> if you ever watch South Park, you'll laugh at that. <laughs> all, all seriousness, hope everybody has a phenomenal week ahead of them. Um, get ready to watch some basketball in March because it's fun. I know we're ready for it. And we will tune in. We will be back next week. I don't, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about next week, but uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. As always, this is Zach. This is Craig. Tuning out. We'll see y'all soon.